to, to be fair, the, the public sector, they do sack people. It just takes a very long time. Oh, really? Yeah. And it can so take most, 20 years. Yeah, most people have either retired and or died <laughs> by the time that the, the, the disciplinary process has got to its conclusion. got a little counselling office that I think is for staff and students. It is right across the corridor from my office. There's there's no anonymity there. It's just not going to happen. You talk about counselling. When I was... Um, my, um, when my doctor, I think we've started, by the way. Okay. When my doctor okay. decided to put me on antidepressants recently, she also offered me free counselling. It was very nice. Uh-huh. I had a, had a bout um, of depression back in the, the very late 90s. Uh, and apparently had another one recently, my wife tells me. Um, <laughs> which is very nice for... It's good. But, um, She's great, your wife. We love her. No, well, I, I love her more. Um, <laughs> but she, the, the doctor offered me some counselling, which is a real improvement from the 90s when I thought they didn't have any funding for it. But the counselling is right next door to the office I work in, which is like, well, I don't really mind talking about it if provoked at, at work. If people ask me what's sort of going on, I don't mind talking about, you know, the, the, you know, the, the diagnosis and, and all because I feel better. Yeah. Right now, but I really don't want to be going and pouring out my innermost to to someone when I'm sort of constantly sort of looking through the window at the office I work in. It's quite uncomfortable. I overshare at work anyway, so it's fine. I um I particularly like um one of the symptoms of the um the antidepressant I'm on is I have what they call retarded ejaculation, and I, and I think I don't that, think we use the word retarded. That, anymore. That's become that's become um that's become a real sort of topic of conversation in the office. At first, it was really stressful because it was quite hard to achieve uh, orgasm, which is a problem. But now, it's good because I feel like I can go for longer now without having the stress of, oh, I might come in a minute. So actually, it's, although it hasn't got better in terms of it still takes a long time, it's how I deal with it is better. I th- is, and I think my wife will know. I think she likes it too. I don't want to be, you know, Is this the first time crude. you've mentioned that actually on the podcast? Because we've know. definitely talked about it in here before, but I don't, I don't know, know if it's been on record. But I'm okay. very much at peace with it now. But it's <laughs> nice that you're actually finding the upside yeah. in, in everything. Oh, absolutely. You can well, start I, your porn, porn mm, career now. I don't do no crying no more. Uh-huh. And um, sex takes a long time. <laughs> It isn't disappointingly quick. I'm sure there was a point in my life where I'd never had an orgasm that wasn't immediately punctuated with the word sorry. <laughs> so so I don't feel like I need to apologise anymore. It's quite refreshing. I think with counselling, though, um, mo- more people have had it than you realise. Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. you know, and I've had it. Um, my partner's had it. My mother's currently having it. It's becoming... It's less of a... Or what's wrong with them? Or they're a bit yeah. mental, as some may describe it. But it's a case of, do you know what? It's nice to be selfish for yeah. half an hour or an hour once a week mm-hmm. to just to go. Here's how fucked up I am. Yeah. And someone just tells you, mm. and they don't. And that's the odd thing about it. They don't give you a solution. Mm. It's that nice little. They kind of just guide you through that maze, yeah. and you figure that solution out. And it was for me. I had mine sort of just after my my marriage came to an end, and I wasn't seeing my little girl. And just going for that session, like the first one, wiped me out. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I went home and was just a wreck for the whole day. And as they went on, they got better and better. And I, th- I, there's people out there that I'd recommend counselling to. They just mm. look at you like you're an alien, and their their view is very much that's for mental people. And it's oh, like, yeah, and it's like, no, it's for everybody. It's yeah. we've all got flaws. Or alternatively, everyone's a little bit mental. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it is hugely stigmatised, isn't it? Yeah, I, yes. I get the feeling. I think counselling. I think more than more than medication as well. Actually, I think I, I think you've hit on something that sort of there's an element. Sorry, Nick. No, it's fine. There's an element a, a really self indulgent element to going and talking about mm. themselves. One of the problems I had before I, I went to the doctors with my most recent um, bout of depression, if you like, is I get stuck in. I don't, I, I don't know whether it, 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 it's particular. I don't think. I certainly don't think it's particular to British men. But I, I know several guys who sort of have displayed the same sort of sense of shame where you can almost I, – I, I, certainly I can hear my dad telling me to pull myself together. Be a man. Yeah, stop being so self-indulgent, mm. pull yourself together. Stop feeling sorry for yourself mm. when actually maybe sometimes feeling sorry for yourself make make you stop and think about the sorry and the hurt he feels. I 
there's probably a bit of that. I can't remember my dad ever saying anything like that, though. I can remember my dad once telling my sisters to stop laughing at me because um, a girl had broken up with me after two days. That's pretty much the only bit of pastoral care I remember getting from either of mine. Were you always, when you were younger, uh, someone who would not fall for someone, but you'd become emotionally involved very quickly? Oh, I mean, I was about 30. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, I've never been very good at that. No, same here. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad. If a girl, if I like a girl and she shows uh, as much that much of an interest back, I have a I have a tendency to go. Well, why not? Maybe this is who I'm going to be with for mm. the rest of my life. Mm. Um, but I mean, luckily, most of them have worked out after a couple of years. Well, between two months and a couple of years, that that's not right. It's never it's never it's never ended in marriage before my wife. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and that was when I was in my mid thirties. So, because it could have done, it, like so, so many of those situations, I had decided, well, I'm going to be with this, you know, I'm going to be with this person. I like her, fine. Well, no, that's not what you say, is it? You say, I love her because that's how you kind of feel because you don't really know any different because <laughs> I don't even know what love is really. <laughs> so no, but I think it's very. With my first marriage, it was very much the reasons why we kind of ended and everything at the time. They were issues, but I felt very stupid. Either we we wouldn't discuss them, mm-hmm. or it would be very much a case of it would be this would be selfish for me to leave her over these reasons. They're mm-hmm. not real reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Where ultimately they became very very big reasons and led to a massive falling out. So yeah. I think yeah, I think more people get married without perhaps really knowing people these days. Um, yeah, but then I mean, yeah, I I don't know if. I think the thing is, I think we think we know people mm. a lot quicker than we do. So, you, yeah, you figure you know as much as you need to know about a person and it turns out that you don't really. I was at a wedding, um, I was at a wedding at the weekend. The, the, it, was, it was a very Christian ceremony and they weren't staying with each other in the run-up to the wedding. Certainly, in in the immediate a few months before, they were, they were uh, staying separately. And that just... It's. It used to be the norm for that to happen, for people never to have lived with each other before they mm. end up married to each other and stuff like that. But I just can't. We couldn't even get our heads around that because I have ended up living with people. I don't think I've been in many relationships where I didn't end up living with a person after about six months to a year. Wow. I don't know. I think well, most of them don't last. That sounds really bad, but I haven't lived with loads of women. Most of them don't last till six months. My. The, the, it's normally either two years or... Two months or two years, they normally work out whether they want me after two months or they get really confused and end up with me for two years. I should introduce Dan because we've just been talking to him. This is uh, – James is over uh, across from me and so is Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan is, hi, Dan. Um, Dan is one-third of Three Bods, One Pod. Correct. Um, and which is a podcast about – uh, geek culture uh, that has two guys and a girl in, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I think a really good dynamic mm-hmm. to have for a podcast. Two guys, one girl. That's great. Uh, someone else should do that sometime, yeah, maybe. He sounds like it would probably work quite well. And um, and also you do the British British broadcast? Podcast, Podcast. Yeah. I, you, I, it's written down, podcast. It's, it's fine. No, it, it was just a play on words. But yeah. no, I mean, the, the, the three bods one is, is good fun, but we don't have this amazing setup, which I'm incredibly jealous of. We do have to record over Skype, but we're not recording this week because Hazel's one of the main organisers of Nine Worlds. Oh right! So she's really heavily involved in that. So she's stressing out. Is she? Has she got anything to do with the podcast track? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think she's more booking the guests. Ah. But Dan or Dapper, the other guy on the podcast, he's doing something with. I know that like Geek Syndicate and everyone else is involved yeah. with that, aren't they? So um, I'm away for the weekend. I can't be bothered with it. But I am. I do, I do enough cons. I have to go up there. I'm up there for one of the talks on Sunday. Awesome. Which I think must be about this show because it's about how you got. Oh, I don't know. It might be about Momcast. I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, the the. Um, it's about how you got into podcasting and stuff. Mm. The particular panel. I've never been a panel guest before. Um, the good thing is that podcasters tend not to shut up. So if I can't think of anything to say, it won't matter because someone else will interrupt really, really quickly. And I think fine. you'll be golden, mate. I think you're going to be okay. But I mean, I don't really know what to make of it because it's Nine Worlds is massive, isn't it? It's, it was his second year. It's getting bigger. 
Um, but it seems to be a bit more of a... It's. I think you'd put... If you had a Venn diagram, it would be in the same circle as Thought Bubble. Right. Versus MCM, LFCC and alike. It seems to be a bit more of a highbrow thinky. event. Thinky a th- event. A yeah. thinky event. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, why, really that's why they invited me. Hmm? The, uh, the, the Google Doodle today. Is it 180 years since the birth of Thomas Venn? Indeed. The creator of the Venn diagram. I like you. Dropping that topical <laughs> diagram shit. Was that on purpose? No. Oh, because literally... But, but so I think I did remember, I have seen loads of stuff on Twitter today, so it may have been subliminally sort of fed into me. Is that why finally today on Twitter and Facebook people have been getting really sarcastic about what constitutes a Venn diagram? Yes. And whether or not most of the Venn diagrams that get shared on the internet actually are Venn diagrams? I haven't seen that, but I'd imagine, yeah, yeah because I've it's Venn's birthday. Ah. They're quite a handy comedic tool, though, aren't they? So I think a lot of people use them for that. Do you remember, like, it must only have been about three years ago when I don't think you ever saw a Venn diagram online at all unless it was actually on a mathematics or statistics website or something. Do you think it's what you would have wanted? What? Thomas Venn. Thomas Venn, is that his name? Yeah. Or do you think he'd have just got drunk on the fame and celebrity of it all? It happens. I mean, look at the most rational minds of our generation, well, of an older generation, Ricky Gervais and Richard Dawkins. We were just talking about them earlier on. They're rationalists. They've gone crazy with power. Dawkins is now comparing different types of rape, Hmm. which is an interesting and very volatile topic on Twitter. Yeah, you know, I'd like to think that he is doing it on purpose, but I honestly can't tell. He's unknowable. People essentially are, but he in particular seems more unknowable. Dawkins moves in mysterious ways. Yeah, he does, doesn't Mm. he? He's uh, married to a a Doctor Who uh, companion, though. Well, no, he's not. He's married to an actress who... Oh, I'd have loved it if he was K-9. That would have seemed appropriate in some way. Which one? Um, One of the Tom Baker ones, and I can't remember which. Lal Ward. Lal Ward? Does that sound right? I'm not really a Doctor Who fan. I'm sorry. I can't help you at this point. How time. did that happen? <laughs> Last week we find out about Queen. Mm. Well, I mean, I, I, no. See, now this is it, right? I don't I don't think at any point I said last week I really hate Queen. I just – I suggested that a couple of people said some quite arch things about them on the internet and I'm not that fussed. And I'm in a, an argument with about nine people on Thursday night. It was very stressful. <laughs> what I'm hearing is you hate Queen. Yeah, but you it's just amazing can't just come out it. and say it because Look, you're I now like, worried about peer pressure. I like I like the, the I like the Flash album. Yeah. And um, I like the opera's all right. Bohemian Rhapsody is cons- is really overplayed. Is, is that the thing with Queen music though that they've got to the point where they're used on every film soundtrack or every TV advert mm. that if they actually come on now you can't just enjoy the music it reminds you of like Bohemian Rhapsody it's Wayne's World and everything and else and the Muppets now and the it? Muppets and mm. everything mm. else have they now moved beyond being a band and they're now actually just I don't know some type of music which is used for everything kind of yeah they're they're more a cultural yeah uh, institution than they yes. are a band aren't they it's just not my cup of tea I like you said like, a night of the opera I don't even know I like. I don't I like, think I've got any of their I albums I like 70s British rock Floyd favoured rather than Queen flavoured you know it's my cup of tea so. I think you'd find that in most households the Queen album they are most likely to have is Queen's greatest hits that's what I've got the one with the, the black with yep. the red frame around the picture of them yep. that's the one we've got James had a night at the opera and I was like I've got it on tape yeah. somewhere on tape, wow. on cassette. Do you have a tape player? Um, I'm, I'm hoping to be bought a tape player for Christmas, Nicola. I did, would it be one that you can plug into a computer? Well, no, I've seen computer, one. I want a turntable as well because I don't mm. have a turntable at the moment. So yes. Ah, because I've got a whole no, bunch of No, you're not going to old... borrow it. It will be my, my sound system. You know, this is What's happened to this world where people expect to be able to borrow things? Like 20 years ago, you wouldn't come around my house expecting to borrow my sound system. Why does connectivity make it something that you think you can borrow? Because you love me. Well, yeah, I love you, but it doesn't mean also, you'd have my sound system. And also 20 years ago, a sound system would have cost you about six months' wages probably. And, and be now, the size of a room. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'd have been paying it off on uh, easy instalments off the catalogue. <laughs> That's true. But that yeah. mean from Rumbelows? Uh, no, ours was Grattan's. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, 
but yeah, now presumably that's what fifty quid. Is it? I mean, how no, much does it take? It, it's about hundred and fifty quid's worth. Is of it? Kit, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's not oh, cheap. definitely. Can I borrow yours then? Because I don't no. think I'm going to ever buy no. one of those. No, no. I've got some old Armando Yanucci radio stuff that I just don't know if you can get it anywhere else and I've got it on a tape. Load it. it must be on someone must have a torrent for that I've looked maybe I could look again yeah. there is a site that's mostly Chris Morris stuff and I'm sure Amanda Yanucci was mates with him back then so uh, Cooked and Bombed might have it I'll I've, have to have a I've look I've got some old Amanda Yanucci stuff that I legally downloaded from iTunes did you? yes you probably could have had that for free no but I wanted a pay for it because uh, illegally downloading things is stealing food from the mouths of the children of the people who created the art now that you're not flush anymore I bet you're regretting that decision though aren't you well now, now I just legally download stuff but yeah. I bet you wish you'd put that money into savings instead Do you know what? you've all, stolen money from the mouth of your daughter of all the things I regret from when we were flush that is so far down my <laughs> list of regrets mate it almost, almost doesn't figure okay well um, I feel like I feel like I've lost track of what I was going to talk about. I need to talk to you, I need to talk to James about his daughter because he has been enjoying her this week. <laughs> I had a moment of let me backtrack on that one. You have been having she's been good value for money this week. Yeah, is that good? Is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, I, lo- I loved the mini podcast last week. I thought that oh, was awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, we'll probably do another one near our. Um there are starting school. I enjoyed doing it. Did she? Um, can you next time you do that though? Because mm. I loved it as well. Mm. Thank you for reminding me, Dan. I'm a sociopath. We've established this. I'd forgotten about that. Um, the can you next time? I mean, I don't like to give notes to a four-year-old, mm. but if she could not say people's whole names, so I have to bleep them out. That, that's my upset. fault. Yeah, if you listen to the raw file, I, I kind of encouraged it. You started doing it a bit more. Yeah. yeah. I had to backwards mask every single one of those. And they sounded really good. By hand. I bet it didn't. I bet it sounded like the worst rap single no. No, radio version I, ever. I, 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 thought, I, I thought she was just dropping F-bombs. I didn't realise <laughs> it was... Uh... She's foul-mouthed. <laughs> Horrible. F and C and left, right and centre. Harry, what, Scarlet? Come on. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, do that again, but make sure she, you know, do something about her podcraft. Okay. Because we're right. putting out quality product. <laughs> yeah. Really? What's been what's been going on with Scarlet this week? So I, I got through all the Star Wars with her this weekend. That was all of that it. Was nice. Yeah, we sat in the bedroom and watched Star Wars. So I watched it on the PC because we got a surround thing for the PC. So so four, really five, and six. No, Star. No, all of it. All of Star Wars. The New Hope, Episode Four. Oh, you mean the whole of one film? Yeah, because <laughs> I we, thought you meant you showed the whole. Well, I thought you meant the whole saga. No, 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 <laughs> not not yet. Empire Strikes Back next week. Good. Okay, she really enjoyed it, but you need to listen to it for I think a decent home cinema. Hold on, home cinema mm-hmm. system for the when they're on the um, Death Star, don't you? Yeah, it's very that, bassy, and the that's bit. is that the just before the Death Star blows up? No, when just before they do it twice, to... don't they? You hear it when they blow up Alderaan, don't you? And then they fire it up again to blow up the. Um, uh, the the uh, the moon Yavin's Yavin. moon Yavin four isn't it Yeah yeah, yeah. We, we've been Kia has never seen Star Wars <gasps> and I the last three Sundays we've been doing like a live tweet along of Kia watching Star oh, Wars fantastic. films and she just pulled Star Wars up she like enjoyed it but she just blew holes into the, the film that I've seen probably a hundred times mm. she's like like with the Yavin four thing she's like why don't they just blow up the fucking planet next yeah, to Yavin? That's a good call. I, I never realised yeah. that. I yeah. never know, thought about that. I was yeah. like, well, no, the planet's in the way. It clearly can't. Yeah. But yeah, she did that to me. She dropped science all over me. That's yeah. the one thing I hadn't, because when you said that, I was like, well, yeah, obviously it's easy to pull apart, but that hadn't ever occurred to me. No. Yeah. It's like, no, we'll go around it. We've got to give them a fair chance. Yeah. yeah. That's just, that's just, that's, it's rubbish, isn't it? It really is. What, um, I hope if this country ever goes to, to Britain, she is one of the military planners. <laughs> because well, that's, I don't know. that's insight. I don't know. She's a, she's a bit, yeah, she, she's a bit of a sociopath with a smile. I wouldn't. <laughs> all right, aren't they all? I don't know. I've never met a military planner. <laughs> military planners. All oh, right. Oh, God. <laughs> Pull that one back. Yeah, I'd see, he meant immediately somewhere other than where I'd my innocent brain well no between the two of us you are the least likely to be an accidental misogynist or a deliberate misogynist so how does she cope because my little girl's four Mm. at some point I do want to show her these films but how Mm. does she cope with things like the um, the dismemberment sort of scenes was she alright with those or not 
uh, what in um in Star Wars? Yeah, like in the canteen. In the canteen. Oh yeah, no, I didn't fuss her at all. Really? Okay. Because yeah, no, it's quite fine. gory, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, she wasn't sat there rap the whole time. I and mean, there were periods during the film where she was like jumping up and down on me. <laughs> so she might not have seen like that. So there was there was roughhousing at the oh, same okay. time. So is it special edition? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. If that's what you want I to did, show her, that's okay. I did you're, cover you're her the, eyes during the Jabba scene. Oh, good. Okay. What about? Uh, did you explain to her that it's possible to misinterpret misinterpret a uh, shooting if it happens through a table? Uh, do you know what? We had a very long conversation about the. I said, no matter what you see, Scarlet, <laughs> no matter what you think you see. That green dude, Greedo, does not shoot first because that would fundamentally change the character of Han Solo <laughs> if he were to. So I'm telling you, Scarlett Hansen, and she was fine with that. It, th- Lots of questions, though. First 20 minutes were just bang, bang, bang with uh, questions. Well, it sounds like that's the same. It, mm. It's it's similar to what happened with Kia watching it. Mm. Did she have any questions that fundamentally shook your understanding of the films? or No. No, there was lots of what's and why's, but no real insight, I'll be honest with you. Oh, OK. Well, that, that's disappointing. I yeah. I, I wonder if – I think about a lot of the films we loved in the 70s and 80s that we end up just adoring and playing over in our heads because there's a, an element where with things like Goonies, sometimes they're not, not quite as good as you remember them being um, or, or like some films are blatantly cash-ins and you just didn't register it as a child. Mm. But um, – I don't think most films would survive the scrutiny that we put things under now. Hmm. Um, but when you said when you said um, about the Star Wars thing, I really didn't think it would be something so fundamental. <laughs> I thought it would be like, why would anybody ever do something like swing across that when they could just, hide, I don't know, hide and knock all the stormtroopers in? Why, why didn't they do that? I think one of the things you do become quite acutely aware of when you're watching it with a, a, a child, a relatively young child, is how bloody long they're on Tatooine at the beginning. It sort of feels so slow compared to modern films now. It takes them an hour to get off Tatooine roundabout. Haven't they added a chunk to that? There is, yeah, there is a bit in there. But I, th- I think uh, Kia's main point as well was like, there is zero characterisation in this film. It's It just hurtles along mm. it just it goes it, that's, it, not, it, that's not true you don't luke, think so luke looks wistfully at those two sons <laughs> you know he's got feelings no so she's like he, he, she, i think her comment was well he got over the death of his aunt and uncle fucking quickly it's just like he's like should we go then yeah we're going then and that was it he was off he does wistful looking that's how he copes with life that's his coping strategy that is probably one of my favorite scenes of all time that that, that piece of john williams music will mm. just it will reduce me to a crumble a crumbling mm. wreck of just hearing the binary sunset music is yeah. it's up there definitely I might have that at my funeral I don't know nice that's yeah. quite good and then um, your partner could stand there looking wistful yeah, the yeah. <laughs> and then just get over it I uh, see people just like torches like to make to like the little sons it's not a bad idea that's very nice I mm. like that idea mm. I think the soundtrack carries uh, carries a lot in those films mm. probably but um, how did she react to Aunt Beru and uh, Uncle Owen's bodies because that's quite brutal as well yeah it's not two child skeletons probably the same way I did in so much as she couldn't tell what they were until she's going to be in her teens I was at least a teenager before I worked out exactly what it was we were looking at there is that all that happened with Scarlet this week no she's um, still got a little voyage of discovery with her um, with her body okay Um, this weekend it was boobs Oh, um, we had uh, Jane, uh, life partner Jane and Steve. Oh, no, Jane and life partner Steve. Mom, over. Jane, mom, Jane, mom uh, at the weekend, which was nice. We had them over for dinner, mm-hmm. and Scarlett gets very giddy, especially around Jane. But she kept lifting up, her, no, pulling down her top and saying boobies, and covering up her nipples. Ha ha ha, boobies! And Jane thought that was hilarious. Said ha ha. Scarlett was doing that to herself. Yeah, to start okay. with. Said ha ha, she's so much like her dad, and then just started grabbing hold of Jane's. Which again made Jane laugh an awful lot. So I was trying to convince Scarlett that that needs to be a consensual thing. That's not, yeah, I mean. But Jane wasn't helping by laughing so much. But yeah, she was obsessed by um, boobs this weekend. Oh. But not specifically hers. Hers, hers, and those of other people. Okay. Just the concept of them, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Noah's very focused on my nipples at the moment. Well, he thinks there might be milk in them, I guess. Well, but he wasn't really breastfed. I know, but it's an instinctive thing, isn't it? Maybe. He just kind of, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's useless for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. He just uh, does pincer, pincer movements on them. Um, it's a little bit weird. Doesn't really like it when I do it back to him. So I don't know. <laughs> no, that's a bit mean, though, isn't it? 
Is that like tough love? Is that just your way of? Yeah, do not do that. Look, this is how. (laughs) Well, I he I uh, about twenty minutes before um, before I came down to record the podcast. He I don't know if he's going through a teething thing or something at the moment, but he was giving me a hug and he does this thing called snuggles where he really pushes his face into you, which I know Mm. isn't unusual. He's not unusual as my. uh, as my brother-in-law kept saying, oh, yeah, all babies do that. Oh, yeah, great. We were saying things that Noah does. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, they do that, don't they? They all do that. And we were like, no, we thought it was just Noah. Oh, well. But um, the thing he did today that I'm not sure all babies do is he sank his teeth into my shoulder. <laughs> and so – and I didn't think much of it because there are only babies – well, it hurt, actually. I did scream at the time. And no, I, I yelled at the time. I didn't scream because um, I was being manly. I said, ow, really loud. And then Amy said, don't – shout ow next to his ear that's really you'll hurt his ears I was like I'm not it wasn't I wasn't thinking when I did it it's just it hurt um, and every now and then I get this twinge in my shoulder where he properly dug his teeth in little sod um, I don't know whether it's a, a from memory I think it's sometimes they just realise they've got them and yeah. they just try to use them mm. and it's just they'll sink them into anything like toys side of the bath Pets, yeah, towels. Pets, all of, all yeah. of those things, that's fine. Yeah. But not <laughs> Daddy's shoulder. Yeah, He might have picked it up from Amy because sometimes she'll do it to me specifically. <laughs> I'm not allowed to do it back. It's really weird. I know. I mean, actually, this is quite weird. And because she doesn't listen, it doesn't matter. But sometimes we'll just be sat watching something. It's not a sexual thing, at least not for me. I don't know about for her. But she will just, like, grab my arm and she'll start biting, and she won't stop until I actually say, no, that's that's too much now. And um, she'll just laugh her head off. That's a very sexual thing. Mm. Is it? Because it yeah. doesn't excite me. Mm, but Kia bites me. It's a very sexual thing. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I need to reprogram myself No, somehow. not at all, because if it's not your kink, it's not your kink. But Well, she needs to make it clear that it's her kink. If I knew she was getting I, some... I think she's doing that by biting you. <sighs> Me and Nicola are both getting on. We just watch videos of other people biting each other. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, What was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about Noah. Oh, yes. Uh, We went to a wedding. He was very impressive. It was very strange um, because there's lots of disruption. We stayed in a hotel. All of that's interesting, but I think I've talked about it before. He stayed awake for really long periods of time. He was very patient with people, even though he'd been awake for very long periods of time. He was crawling around a lot, and he does this thing where he um, he doesn't really crawl. He kind of commando crawls. He just pulls himself forward with his arms, and he's just – we don't think he's going to bother using his legs at any point. And so he's doing that across the dance floor because up to a point, the dance floor is just all little kids running around anyway before stuff starts properly happening. And um, he <clears> – <throat> there were some kids who weren't in our family in the past – the little packs of boys that are complete terrorists have, have actually been in, in my family and that's why we didn't have any kids at my wedding, um, <clears throat> which caused some controversy. But anyway, that's another story. But uh, this one, the the main kids that were doing that sort of stuff, running into the toilets and harassing people and stuff like that, they weren't. They were from some other Greek family that was at the same wedding. And there were these two particular, two particular boys... And actually, I'm not sure they were Greek because they were like quite blonde. They were quite fair. Probably about six and eight. They they weren't very old. But Noah was crawling across the floor and a couple of them jumped. Uh, one of them ran. And it seemed to me purposefully ran really close to Noah. His feet were very close to Noah's head. And then he stopped really close by. And I said, you have to be careful when there are babies around. I sort of stopped him and said, you have to be careful when there are babies around. And he just kind of looked at me a bit dumbly. And then he kind of picked one of his feet up. I just did it under the table, which isn't again isn't great for podcasts. I kicked the table. Um, he picked one of his feet up and was holding it towards Noah's face. And I said, "No, that's not very clever. Take your foot down, please." And then he sort of like pointed at Noah and glared at him a little bit. And Luckily, my little nephew, who's only four or five himself, who'd been playing with these kids earlier on, came over and said, and he's really small compared to these kids, but he said, no, that's my cousin. You leave him alone sort of thing, which was really quite cool. And it diffused the situation. But I really wanted to push that kid. I've had that experience. It was because I knew I'd I knew I'd be protective. That's mm. kind of understandable. But you think you're going to protect them from um, adults, or you're going to have to wait till they're at school? I just wanted to shove the kid really hard. There is a whole thing where you do become like 
very much like a lion and it's like mm. hear me roar you will I had it I remember going to a, a, um, a parents day at Orla's nursery and Orla had this toy and this kid kept taking it away from her but then once it had the toy it wouldn't play with it mm-hmm. the kid would then walk away so mm-hmm. I'd give it back to Orla the kid would come back over and take it and after a while I would just stand and I would literally just body check the child away from Orla <laughs> yeah. and, stop, and stop it and my ex-wife was like what are you doing I'm like Orla wants to play with a toy this child doesn't and I was getting really het up like to the point I did just want to shove it's it's horrible it's a weird instinct it, I didn't yeah. like it at all yeah. and I mean you, you control it you don't actually Absolutely. I didn't punch him in the face or anything yeah yeah but, but you really want to mm. though it was very weird I, I think your early visits to a soft indoor play are going to be hell on earth for you because mm-hmm. it, it's the older kids will tread on them and they will run all over them you've kind of just got to learn the sit in your hands be there if they get upset but let them fight their own battles there Scarlett's a tough little bugger these days as well so she'd just sort of shove them out of the way but I think our our approach was always it's not nice but you sit on your hands and you you stay there if they become distressed you know well, I, yeah, I mean, this was weird. I mean, when someone's going to stamp on your kid's head, I mean, I think you've definitely got to step yeah. in. Because the instinct, because um, he's literally, he's he's still only, uh, he can't really do anything for mm. himself. He's still only a baby. And the instinct didn't kick in when the child was just being careless. It was when the child was actually being mean mm-hmm. and actually being threatening that very, I was very like, calculated. yeah, I'm not having that. Mm-hmm. That's really, and I don't know where it would have, gone because i knew i wasn't going to do anything physical or anything but it's just kind of like oh it was very strange actually funny enough i don't think given your two examples i don't think actually i've ever really come across another kid being directly hostile or aggressive mm. to scarlet so i've got to be honest i don't actually know how i react i suspect similarly to you dan mm. this would yeah I'm quite bulky, um, so kids tend to bounce off me if I if I get in the way. So that'd be quite amusing. Well, I'm only little. This one was about half my height. I, I was yeah. like I was like sitting down next to Noah, and he was practically above me. So I'm oh, not I, very I tall. wouldn't want to. I mean, if it had kicked off between the two of you, I would not want it to have put odds on <laughs> on the outcome. Well, and he of that had fight. he had like his brother or someone there as well. Yeah. I mean, his brother was only like a year or so older than him. But oh no, it was it was a, it was it was a nerve wracking scene. Also, Noah was following uh, one of his uh, one of the other babies in our family around. That was quite cute, but um, I don't know what he expects to come out of it. Really, they're both only one, so friendship maybe something maybe. more if they over time. They're cu- they're practically cus- well. I mean, to be fair, I don't really know how it works. We, his dad, her dad is my cousin. So they are cousins, oh, aren't they? they? They might as well not even be related. They're so distant. Is, is that true? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if the marriage we've got lined up for Noah doesn't work out, then maybe we can have that as a fallback. <laughs> I don't know. We've talked for ages, and the thing I wanted to talk about, I know that partners are not always patient or indulgent with that because the weird thing about podcasting is I think all three of us really love doing it and it wouldn't it wouldn't kill us if it became something we could do that was sustainable in its own right Mm. yeah i know that all like to differing degrees we've all kind of made an effort to do that um specifically you've got the site it's need to consume.com that's it need to consume which you're using you kind of create if i if i'm getting this right you kind of created it as a a de- like a, as a delivery place for your podcast did the podcast come first uh, or? the podcast started what uh, out of i was d- downloading and listening to a whole ton of them i came across one in the uk um they used to challenge people to come on and if they wanted a podcast with them i got involved with those guys about a year ago and after a while i didn't like the direction they were going in um they are very much into their consumption of weed and it mm-hmm. got a bit boring and um we i, I said i want to do like a, a newsy type version to go alongside their podcast and after a while when kira and i were talking we decided just to set up our own thing so we already had the podcast mm-hmm. and we then set up need to consume which really the podcast is a tiny part of that mm-hmm. it's really the site is the big thing the podcast is just a bit of fun um if anything i'd want to monetize the site and then the podcast would follow with that yeah. rather than trying to make money out of a podcast but 
yeah, it was a case of I've always wanted to do it. I tried two, three years ago, couldn't really find anyone local where I lived who wanted to do it. Um, and it's just gone. So really, Twitter's been the a main instigator mm-hmm. of me finding people. Mm-hmm. It's how I found you. Yeah. It was a case of um, uh, LSCC would tweeted something out and I saw a reply from you. And I then sort of like replied to you. And then it just went. And then a week and a half later, I'm sitting on your yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's really, it's really quick. Which, <laughs> which is, I love. I love yeah. that type. Of, you don't get that on Facebook. Facebook's yeah. for weird things. Yeah. And Twitter's for fun. Um, and that's how I found you guys. That's cool. That's really cool. Because the LSCC, the reason I communicate with them is mm. because I went to school with, when I was 14, I went to school with one of the guys who runs it. Oh, and we found each other again after 20 years of not being in touch with each other through twitter Mm. twitter definitely works for me yeah it's so easy to just talk to people that you wouldn't ever meet in a million years Mm. i really like it um and and feel very little social anxiety um which uh, talking to people in person i conventions are a nightmare for me are you going to thought bubble actually yes yes because um i i love it and I know loads of people at it, but I won't go up to people and instigate conversations, even if I know them, because I'm too. <laughs> I don't want to waste their time, which is really weird. I don't have trouble wasting people's time on, on, uh, on Twitter at all. Um, I, just, I think I just assume that's what Twitter's for. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've interacted. I mean, I've had tweets back from people that I know I'm never going to get a chance to speak to, like. Um, uh, the guy who plays the governor in The Walking Dead, uh, um, David, oh, I can't remember his bloody surname is now. Morrissey. Yes, It's confusing you. because there's Morrissey yes, and there's David, David Morrissey and there's Neil Morrissey. Yeah, but you but, send yeah. a tweet and you communicate with these people over certain things and you get like a message back and it is that nice little interaction. But, I mean, Kieran and I talked about the other day about how starstruck you are around people and she isn't starstruck, starstruck around anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think there are certain people that would stop me in my tracks. So, but Twitter takes that, like you said, that social anxiety out completely. Um, I, uh, I I am friends with Graham Linehan though on uh, on Twitter. Oh. I'm mentioning it now just because James James will eventually because he always mm. winds me up. Your mate, your friend, yeah. the, the internet policeman. <laughs> That's not fair. He's just got opinions like anyone else. It's just he's got thousands of. He's not like Stephen Fry. He hasn't let it go to his head. I don't think. But I don't know how he gets any work done because that man tweets at like a mile a minute. Mm. I don't know how anyone gets any work done at all, ever. Yeah, no, that's true. What I wanted to talk about, and mm. it's, this is why we've ended up talking about comics and podcasts and stuff, um, it sounds like Kia was involved like really early on. Was she already doing web stuff? Well, Kia's really net savvy, ridiculously mm-hmm. net savvy. Um, at 16, she was um, working for an internet company. Well, she was doing like, work experience at an internet company, like designing websites. Mm-hmm. And they tried to get her to leave school and pay her like 25, 30,000 pounds at like 16 years old. Blimey. She's really with it. Um, and she's then gone off and done her own thing with interior design. At 23, she set up her own company. Um, and is now, you know, she's now, I can't mention certain things, but she's working with companies in the UK, potentially being really heavily involved. She's won awards and everything. Mm. We met through <laughs> Plenty of Fish last summer, okay. the reputable dating site, yeah. um, and it was meant to be a very casual thing. And we had our first date at uh, LFCC last year. All right. I had press passes with the other guys that I was working with. And on Sunday, she came down and we went for a first date. And it just went from there. Um, she had always, I think, had her geeky side had been repressed quite a bit by her previous partner. But she was into, she loved Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, she, her, her mother is very much a sci-fi fan. She grew up, but oddly had never seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, but loves very genre shows. Vampire Diaries, True mm-hmm. Blood, all that type of thing. And then she was listening to the podcast and whatever, and she was like, do you want to get a site going? And within four days, we had our website up and running, the domain bought, all the social tools that we kind of use, all the plugins, and it's just gone from there. So, And she's now, I know she's going to London today, she's taken like three or four of my comics off the shelf, she's just trying to read as much as she possibly can. She Mm -hmm. wants to go and buy more comics, so it's kind of... She's had like a, a rebirth in a way, and she realizes now that she's incredibly geeky. Mm-hmm. She's never going to go back and read um, classic runs on on Marvel characters, and she definitely prefers the more image titles. Uh-huh. But she's, you know, we went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, and it's just gone from there. So 
the podcasting thing, we had the three bods. We were meant to go and do this other podcast for the Americans. Timing was a nightmare with my other colleagues. So we just sat down and started talking. She really loves it. And it's just, she adores it. When I showed her this show, I was like, you need to listen to these guys. It's not a typical podcast. Mm -hmm. They talk about really interesting topics and they're both really switched on guys. And I'm just getting messages from her as she's listening of all the stuff she really, really enjoyed. Hence why she then sent that article to me to pass on to you guys about sex-positive parenting. Yeah, And they're really, really, really interesting topics that I can't talk about on my show. Mm-hmm. But this show is perfect for that. It's such a great platform. So it's just gone from there, really. I think, did I? I sent that out on the mailing list. Yeah, um, I think. I don't think you did. Did I not? I meant to. I don't to. think there has been a mailing list. Did I share it on Reddit? No, there has been. No, there Do you hasn't. know we've got a mailing list? I'm aware of it because last time you did it, you were pissed. <sighs> yeah, yeah no, that's true. I'm not normally. It's just, you know, I'm, <laughs> I don't really know what you do with mailing lists. I tend to use it for blogging. That stuff, you know, this sort of blogging people did when blogging started where mm. you talked about your feelings a lot mm. um, I didn't do so much of that because I'm a bit older and I never really got the hang of it but that's ended up being what the mailing list's for and we were talking about counselling earlier on I think I'm kind of using it as a bit of an outlet that's so fine. I'm a I'm a live mailing listing nervous breakdowns left right and centre <laughs> but no I, it was really good because it related quite a lot to the conversation we had last week about uh, James's uh, daughter's vagina. I mean, it was completely mm. serendipitous that that mm. came up on Facebook, and I was like, I know exactly who to send this to. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I'll, put, I'll put that in the show notes for this week if mm. it didn't make it into the, it didn't make it into show notes for last week. But yeah, it was really good. Mm. I mean, I you see the reason I wanted to talk about it particularly is I know that I'm very lucky to have my wife so indulgent of all of this stuff because she doesn't really she doesn't spend any time on the internet. She's more although I did kind of insist that she start spending time on Facebook and I know that sounds awful but she is more interested in pictures of people's babies and she was constantly asking me questions about friends of ours that I'd had conversations with saying oh how are they doing how such and such doing what's going on with them and I'm like I don't know we didn't talk about that I don't know she's actually nice and she's interested in that stuff and um and so I kind of insisted that she spend a bit of time on there but otherwise she's not really and she doesn't post she's not part of that culture Mm. she's got a very analog attitude uh, to life um and still likes talking to people on the phone which i've never got i don't know how i ever had a conversation with anyone before you could type to them because i hate talking on the phone and all of that stuff but all that said she knows that I enjoy doing podcasts. She knows that I enjoy comics and all of this stuff. And so she loses – she effectively loses me for two nights a week mm. where I'm recording podcasts and then editing all night. And she's just kind of a, a fine with it. Yeah. She yeah. Gets it. We've had to build it into our diary. So mm. Mondays is normally we record and then Wednesday I'll edit. But then the luck of the other show is we can literally record it and just put it straight up online yeah. because – there's no need to do anything we just record for 45 minutes and chuck it out but yeah it's it takes up a lot of people's time especially yeah. you know with kids and work and it's a f- full-time commitment yeah i mean and it and it is and, and that's what that's why it's I, I and what's quite nice is uh james's wife nicola you're, she's never gonna she doesn't she listened to the mom cost a bit didn't she she tried she likes the first 20 um first 20 minutes of the where we're just talking about nonsense yeah uh, doesn't really like the stuff about comics, but well, recent- not really. But I mean, it, it, she doesn't. It's not her. She likes to read, but it's yeah. not her medium. Mm. Yeah, and that's the same. That's the same with Amy. Mm. So, um, but she started listening. She listens to this. She, she's, Hi, Nicola. Which is why I don't. Hi, know if, I, I don't know if you've noticed, Dan, but uh, James goes on about how amazing Nicola is quite a lot on the podcast. No, I'm, I'm quite fond no. of her at the moment. No, you haven't. No. Uh, not in a bad way. Just he, I, I wouldn't say he harps on. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's Nick, fine. Nick I can see. I can see cruel. the. I can see the temperament of the room, and I'll, I'll drop that one. Yeah. But I mean, but she does listen to the show, and she started promoting yeah. us on Facebook and into parenting groups and, oh, wow. and stuff uh, that she was part of anyway. I kind of think podcasting. If people realised you can find podcasts about any subject and you don't have to be particularly geeky to get into it or anything like that 
um, I think more people would listen to them. I think a lot more people would listen to them if they worked out how easy they were to get at and yeah. how accessible they were. I, th- I think it's definitely with the likes of Android I think, and Apple building podcast apps actually into the OS now, I think it does mean people will give it a go. And they, yeah. don't, they think, oh, it's just only computer games and comics. You don't realise there's podcasts oh. about running or mm. about train spotting or you can find a podcast about anything i mean kira and i have got plans for another podcast for something you know a whole other section of our life to get to do together because there's a whole subsegment of people who are into that type of thing and it's just very very you can find podcasts about whatever you want mm. and that is it's it's definitely parenting i'd say or, or what you guys talk about is a really niche one and i think you know i, I think there's definitely a massive area for growth for you with like within the parenting groups mm. and things. So where I mean that's the Nicola has found a parenting at least one parenting group on Facebook. She's part of several groups that on she's Facebook on there. She's very keen on, which is very strange. Her, one of the things I've quite enjoyed watching actually over the last couple of years with Nicola, so sort of her evolving into becoming a member of the sort of social media community. There was a time I remember back in the oh my goodness, uh, some time ago post the post-millennial world when we first started living together and I'd got a computer and Nicola would refuse to even use the PC at home mm-hmm. to the point where it's very difficult to actually wrestle her Galaxy Tab out of her hands um, at all. She she actually seems to use it almost more than I'm, I'm on my phone, which is strange. But yeah, she's, she's part of all sorts of groups. When Dan was talking about Kia and what was happening when she was 16 with the websites... Mm. It just reminded me that when I was 16, there was no such thing as websites. Mm. It's also very nice to have someone who's actually, when I try, when I start talking about a particular comic or a writer or any any subject I'm into, there's a genuine interest from her. And I know we've talked about, you've mentioned about uh, couples, Nick, about whether that's we're an odd couple because we're mm. so alike and are mm-hmm. we overly annoying or whatever. But I think it's just a case of I've just found... It's just nice to have someone compared to what I previously had of someone with zero interests mm-hmm. to someone I have a lot of interests with. And it's just, it's really nice. I'm just riding the crest at the moment. <laughs> it's quite a good fun. Well, I mean, I, I, I think what, yeah, I, what I said specifically, I think, was if I had someone who was exactly the same as me. Mm. And I think I've been in a relationship with someone who was probably quite similar to me before. Um, it's nightmare nightmarish it's always <laughs> nightmarish because there's just not room if in those cases if there are mm. two people i am a louder personality than amy is as yeah, well absolutely um it's not it's not all positive i'm not i'm not saying that's a good thing necessarily but there are certain elements that i'm not, never going to ch- be able to change mm. and if we were both like that that'd just be really problematic but i think it's really cool because for me amy's perfect because we kind of level each other out on all of the emotional stuff mm. and all of the personality stuff. But she's never going to be into a lot of this stuff. She'll, she's watched some of the Marvel films with me and enjoyed them as blockbusters. Um, but to be honest, the things she doesn't like about them are also things I don't like about them. When, when a film relies too heavily on the source material or something like that, when it, when it becomes something that the geek in the pair is having to mm. turn to the other person and say, oh, that's cool because... Mm. Those things I don't excite me in films mm. anyway. I find them annoying more than anything else. So it's sort of um, in those ways we're quite. We watch a lot of TV together. We like a lot of that stuff, like box sets and yeah. Is there anything that I think the three of us have kind of talked very much about the things that we're into that our partners then get into? Mm. Is there anything that either of you guys that your partners are into that you've grown to really like or not? Because that doesn't to be something which doesn't really happen often. I've got an example where with me which has just popped into my head, but it does seem to be that guys seem to influence th- their partner's interests more than the other way around. Mm. I, ca- I can't think of too many examples. I, but. Once, I once read a Danielle Steele book oh, went, on holiday, <laughs> went on holiday in Spain because I'd run out of books. Wow. Does that count? I I buy Amy I buy Amy Philippa Gregory books. I think that's, that's okay. No, I, that's a very good point. I hadn't even considered that before. Well, I... I think in my more quietly self-loathing moments, I have thought, geez, we we literally only do stuff I'm into. Like, if we're watching a film, it's normally a film that I want to watch and, and a film that she wants to watch. I don't force her into loads of stuff, but there's loads of TV that she enjoys watching 
um, that I never make any effort to share with her at all. And granted, it's because she quite likes to switch off. It's a kind of trashy reality television. So, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think she, she quite likes to watch TV to switch off, which is the opposite of what I watch things and do things to do. Mm. She reads Jodie Pickle books and she knows they're shocking. She knows they're really not very good and they follow a, a formula. But that's, you know, she's reading to mm. be chilling out where mm. I just don't experience the world that no. way. I mean, with me, it's a case of, I mean, I'm a massive football fan. Um, Kia has couldn't give two flying monkeys about football of any description, but she's a huge NFL fan mm-hmm. and has been for sort of ten, twelve years. And I've got into that this season because of her, and it's and, and also UFC as well. She's a huge UFC fan. The fact I bought her tickets to go, and this guy I remember being in the audience, and this massive guy next to me just kept talking to me about it, like, "Oh, this fight isn't it great?" And mm-hmm. I went, Do you want to swap seats, mate? Because she's into it. He says, Oh, you got a you got a bird, mate. Who's really into this? And you're not. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can. I'm not. I'm here to. I bought the tickets for us for me to take an interest in what yeah. she's into. It was a bit boring, to be honest. Watching two blokes all get sweaty and roll around on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's a bit sexy. <laughs> not as sexy as wrestling. Wrestling. No, that's more much sexy. more homoerotic. But, yeah, definitely. But I was. I literally wanted to swap seats, and, and she then just started to have this conversation and just blew this guy out of the water. Mm-hmm. And it was like. Blew, blew out the water. Did I, Conversa- did I, I did, conversationally was, blew him out the water? Yeah, it was the raised eyebrow there. It did. I, I enjoyed that. I thought, no, I'll be polite. I won't say anything. But I, I clocked it and I liked it. That I wasn't noticed. a micro expression, James, no. <laughs> wasn't it? No, none of my expressions are micro expressions. Nick. But yeah, I just think I've deliberately tried to shine interest in certain things she's into as well because I think we do, as geeky people, or even guys who are into football, will maybe sometimes drag partners along mm-hmm. and I'm very conscious of not doing that um, but trying to take an interest in what she does I couldn't care about interior design to be honest because mm. she's an expert at that and I wouldn't even begin to understand what she does there So sometimes you can find a way in through someone's passion can't mm. you and and the, the the truth is that most of the entertainment stuff that goes on mm. most hobby stuff Amy doesn't she just likes spending time with people Yeah, and and uh, and I guess that's – do you know what? Thinking about it, that's something that I do and I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for Amy. We spend more time with our social group and we spend time with my family. I've – it's not exactly what you're asking. I know. <laughs> no, no, but I've been, I've been shrugging off invitations to family events for my entire life yeah. and since we've been together because I know she – enjoys that and enjoys mm. talking to people and and getting getting to know the getting to know groups of people and how they all interconnect i've been we've been spending more time around my family i've got two sisters and we get on okay but i wasn't making an effort to go up and see her at all until amy and i were together cuz mm. um and admittedly they had ne- they had children at the my sister had children around the same time that Amy and I, like a little bit after Amy and I started seeing each other. But it's if Amy didn't want to spend time with my sisters, I probably wouldn't have bothered at all. But she's not as passionate about anything as I am about everything, about all, all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, um, yeah. So, yeah, she's that's, yeah, I guess. Mm. I, I am more sociable. She's teaching me how to be a person. <laughs> You're growing. I'm growing as a person. <laughs> I'm listening to you both talk. I just feel really guilty that after, over the course of 25 years, I've just bombarded Nicola with with my little whims and fancies and and my little things I like. And I'm sort of trying to struggle to think what I've taken on board over all of that time that Nicola enjoys. You read a Daniel Steele book. I did. Um, but that's about it. Well, so I, I, I think no. I think it's quite rare to find guys that do yeah. do that. I don't think you're. I don't think you're an exception. I think you're the rule. Mm. I feel like I feel like a sort of like a, the, the the Galactus of Nicola's planet of uh, cultural um, uh, uh, touchstones. No, that's she likes being around your passion. Probably that's probably what she gets that's from there. That's not a euphemism, is it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It isn't. And you have to like. I I've, think I've actually literally she... said. The only thing I get from being with Amy, I like the only thing I, uh, that she likes that I've absorbed is being around people, which, you know, 
normal people already do that. They don't need someone to come along. Dan said, oh, I've been to a couple of things. I was a bit bored. That's not exactly yeah. the same. No, the NFL stuff I'm really into yeah. because there's a fantasy football game. I get to play with it. So there's, therefore yeah. there's competition. And that means I get to like look at statistics. But the UFC and it's a fantastic, it's a fascinating sport yeah. as well. When you get under the absolute hood of it, as yeah, well. I can't, be, I can't begin to uh, understand it mm. fully. But I know roughly what's going on. It's incredibly that. violent chess. <laughs> that's a really good description. Mm. But the UFC stuff, yeah, that's just sweaty dick punching. I'm not really too yeah. fussed about that. Yeah, if you want your home erotic sport action, yeah. I, I think wrestling. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit, it's a bit more theatrics to it as well. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, a, a hundred fifty a pop. It was really not worth it for three no. hours. So, no. you mentioned the thing about the uh, and the NFL uh, manager, the like fantasy football thing, fan, fantasy mm. football thing, and I've got so little interest in football. Mm. But every couple of years, I'll get hold of a really good football manager game, and I'll just play it until i work out that really you need to know a bit more than i do about football before you can play it because i grew up playing football manager on the spectrum mm-hmm. yep. with, with my dad yeah and i used to love that mm. uh, um I, I found that the more recent ones require they seem to require an awful lot they go way more in depth than yeah. i'm capable of doing but i had to make a promise to myself four years ago to never pick up one of those games again <laughs> because i was locking up a huge amount of time i've had to that was if there was a anonymous support group for that i would have to have attended because it was i would sit in meetings and go to the back of my notebook and i would be working out formations and players i need to sell who am i going to buy in um my staff whilst i'm at work yeah it became that consumed me no they they do i remember i i had the one that really did me was premier uh premiership manager on the amiga yes i had that as well yeah and um i used to at the time i was working as a chef in a hotel i'd get home at about half past 11 i'd load it up and i'd know it was time to turn the computer off because my mum and dad were going to work yeah that's when it was time to turn the the computer off and go to bed the sort of games i play well the sort of games i play a lot tend to be I'm playing pr- uh, Prison Architect at the moment that I talk about every few episodes oh, we looked at that on Steam sales of, uh, yeah. I'm playing Democracy 3 which is fucking evil and uh, uh, Papers Please I've got Papers Please I picked that up in a Steam sale and I, I realised very quickly that it was going to require a lot more attention than I had at that particular time and mm. I haven't gone back to it because I found I wasn't very good at it and that frustrated me mm. but I will go back to it but at the moment it's all about prison I keep calling it Prison Tycoon by accident which it, it is pretty much is yeah um, I'm not sure it's a particularly complete or good game well they, they, I, they make I, fun of that in their video don't yeah. they that it's, it's an alpha code that, yeah, yeah so it's... they're not so they're building it as they go but mm-hmm. I I realised as I was dropping off last night in the hotel room that I was uh, I was daydreaming I was like half day night dreaming about something and I wasn't quite sure what it was it felt like I was daydreaming about something to do with life like oh, this is something I have to get done tomorrow mm. and once I tuned into it properly I realised I, I was basically building uh, a prison block in <laughs> prison architecture nice. which isn't good um we we have to go. Does anyone have anything they want to say before we go? Go see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's really, really good. I, I want to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to go see it again. It's that oh. good. James, have you seen it yet? I mean, what, have you got anything you want to say? <laughs> Sorry. I haven't seen it yet. I'd like to. I hear it's very good. God, I love Rocket Raccoon. I haven't seen Planet of the Apes yet. I want to see that too. Mm. We need oh. to start doing a podcast about films. Then I'll actually go and see things. Yeah. I know a really good website where you could host that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have nothing further to add uh, I've got no any other business we've got uh, admin stuff um, I think everyone knows where everything is but if you want to email us you can at James come oh, on uh, to gempodcast at gmail.com I was getting there you see the thing is I've just got a less hurried delivery than you so okay, right. I was sort of being a bit laconic um, and you just you, you shit all over my delivery there I feel really bad uh. about it I just I need to tell you about my hurty feels yeah okay uh, you can leave us comments. James, can you help me, please? Because I've forgotten how to do it. Um, well, you could leave comments on iTunes. That's really good. So if you download Yeah, rate and review us on iTunes. And um, Sorry, go on. You, can, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and SoundCloud. Stitcher as Stitcher. well. Um, you may have a podcatcher that you like to use, and that's fine, and we support that. We're um, very inclusive in terms of uh, we're, we're podcatcher positive. But rate, rate and review on iTunes because apparently that's good for That'd us. Be Although we probably missed the yeah. boat on New and Notable or Noteworthy or whatever Some it is. Some time ago. We really need to pay more attention <laughs> to this I, le- I left you a review. 
Oh, thank, thank you. you. Five stars. Oh, oh, oh no, I think thank I saw. You. Thank you. And you can leave voicemails on the uh, 2GM.co or 2GrownMen.net website, if you like. 90 seconds, I think you can leave at the moment. Yes. That'd be very nice. Um, you can find all of the episodes there You're better as well. at that than I am. And uh, also there's a mailing list. It's at tinyletter.com forward slash 2GM. I probably haven't done a great job of selling it by basically saying I use it for counselling. But, I mean, you know. And I, sometimes I give Nick pictures of my daughter that makes him feel vaguely uncomfortable. So. <laughs> and eventually there'll be a point where I probably end up on the news as some sort of murder-suicide thing. And, yeah. and you'll be able to have seen the roots of it all in the in the mailing list, which won't go out as early in the week as it's supposed to because it never does. But James I'm, doesn't think there was I'm one I'm really this not week. sure I haven't seen one this week. Um, thanks very much for joining us Dan it's really fun it's been a pleasure thank you come again Dan uh, anytime Good. and uh, and thank you James for just you know being there thank you Nick and thank you listener you're awesome thanks bye bye bye, bye. <laughs> friend of ours, uh, David Wynn, had had a bad experience at MCM Expo. Everyone has a bad experience yeah, at that's, MCM Expo. Yeah, that's the impression I'm getting. How does it go? Uh, it goes monkey on monkey my back. on my back, the monkey. I'm not, now I have to sing as well. This yeah, is a, you're not going to do the is, accent. This is in a very special episode of Two Grown Men. <laughs> I can't just do. I'm not. I'm not an accent show pony. I can't just turn them on. That's and off. not true. You they are known. To... You are now known as the. I can't remember what it is. The podcasting's thousand voice. I can't remember the man of a thousand voices. Podcasting's Dom DeLuise, I think. Yeah, is what that's you'll find. what it is. Well, I think. Think you'll find what I am. 